Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Marketing and Communications Specialist at Buckland, and today I am speaking with our guest, Jeffrey Green. Jeff is the Quality Import Specialist at Buckland and holds his Certified Custom Specialist designation, as well as ACP and SSYP. Jeff has a great deal of experience in trade compliance and customs in the retail and aviation industries and is a relative newcomer to Buckland. Welcome to the podcast and to Buckland, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Jenny. Always a pleasure. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement, also known by its acronym CETA. CETA is a free trade agreement between Canada and the member states of the European Union. The agreement was approved on February the 15th, 2017, and parts of it have been provisionally applied since September 21st, 2017, although it remains to be fully entered into force. Jeff, can you provide a little bit of detail for our listeners on CETA? Yes, of course, Jenny. So since NAFTA, CETA is now uh, Canada's biggest free trade initiative. It represents two of the world's largest economies, notwithstanding the U.S. and China. Uh, It was a trade agreement that began through an economic partnership in 2007 with negotiations starting in 2009. And since its implementation, it's increased the party's GDP of approximately $60 billion. Wow. Um, so you mentioned kind of like the dates here that things happen. Where are things um, at present with CETA? Yeah, so as you touched, Jenny, uh, it was entered into provisional application uh, in September of 2017. Uh, since then, it's currently being ratified throughout the countries that are a party to the agreement. Uh, there's some hiccups with country-specific ratification. Uh, specifically, the, the main country of concern at the moment uh, is Italy. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, they ha- they've got some concerns regarding protections of the, their agriculture sector. Uh, so they've currently got 221 protected products, uh, and they're seeking for the protection of more. Oh, Okay. So what is in force at this point? Uh, Yeah, currently with the provisional application, uh, there's only certain aspects of the agreement that are applied. Uh, For the importers and exporters, uh, typically their main concern regarding free trade agreements is the duty rate implications. Uh, Happy to say duty rates for European imports uh, as well as exports to the European Union in the majority of cases, have been set to zero. Uh, Again, there are certain commodities that remain subject to certain rates of duties. Uh, These could be commodities that are subject to uh, tariff rate quotas or are protected uh, in certain industries. Okay. 
And, you know, now that we are at the point um, of being a year in, uh, how would you rate this? How has this first year gone for CETA? Uh, The first year so far, uh, according to the Government of Canada, has been uh, very beneficial for both parties. Um, Currently, there's only solidified statistics relating to Q4 of 2017 uh, up until the end of Q2 2018. Sure. Uh, at the present, we're seeing more benefits for the European Union. Uh, this could be due to unfamiliarity with the trade agreement uh, and, and current uh, initiatives being had by the European Commission to bolster uh, exports to Canada. Great. So what sectors would you say are impacted in the greatest way by CETA? Yeah, for Canadian exports to the European Union, uh, Canada is seeing the greatest increase in their fuel and oil exports uh, with approximately a 45% increase, uh, as well as their stones and metal exports uh, with a decrease of, of approximately 7%. Um, For imports into Canada from the European Union, uh, we're seeing the greatest increase in and around the machinery sector uh, with approximately a 14% increase. Uh, And this is mainly due in part to the importation of turbojets as well as gas turbines. Uh, The other increase uh, Canada imports are seeing are from the automotive sector. Uh, And this is approximately a 15% increase, and this is a very small aspect of the automotive. Uh, This is the armored vehicles importations. Brexit has been in the news quite a bit. Um, I'm wondering, and I guess I'm curious about some of the implications of Britain leaving the EU and the impact that this would have on CETA as well and kind of what's happening with that. Yeah, so Brexit's been uh, very fluid uh, with its departure from the European Union. Uh, Initially, there was talks regarding uh, a bilateral or multilateral trade agreement between uh, either Britain and Canada or the three parties. Uh, At the present, uh, they're really trying to solidify what trade between Britain and Canada looks like in the future, uh, especially being that Britain is nearly 40% of the European Union business and trade relationship wow. uh, with Canada. Oh, it's, it's astronomical uh, when you really think about what impact their leaving the EU will have on the current CETA agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, So notwithstanding that, there's growing efforts uh, as well in Britain, uh, and it's backed by the uh, business community, for a secondary vote. Uh, There's been talks about that, very unlikely, uh, but as I said, it's it's very fluid and and anything really can happen. So that's what the the business community is pushing for at this point, is another Brexit vote? Yeah, so recently there has been a petition signed by uh, 70 significantly large businesses in Britain and submitted to Parliament for a secondary vote. But... It's not, it doesn't look like that's something that's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of legalities around it. Uh, not 100% sure. Uh, not overly brushed up on European yeah. law, but 
it, anything, anything's possible, I yeah. imagine. Well, and I think especially now in, um, in the times we're in, I mean, even when we talk about the things that have happened with NAFTA, there were, a, you know, quite a few things that we thought, well, that could never happen. And yet here we find ourselves. So I guess that's kind of the same for CETA as well with Brexit. Most certainly. Any, anything's possible. So I guess the next thing I'm, I'm curious about in these conversations about CETA is how would someone know if their goods would qualify under CETA? If you're wondering if your goods qualify under CETA, the first thing I would recommend is, is seeking out an expert, uh, whether that be your customs broker or, or someone in the importing exporting community that has knowledge around the agreement. Um, your information regarding your products and the importation of components for your products coupled with the additional parties expertise around the uh, around the agreement will help to determine whether or not your products qualify um, they need to go through a rule of origin or a tariff shift rule uh, in accordance with annex 5 of the agreement in order to determine that, you need to have the origins and percentage of all components of your finished good. Additionally, there's other aspects of the free trade agreement, such as tariff rate quotas, TRQs, or TPLs, tariff preferential levels, that will dictate whether or not your finished good is eligible for that lower rate of duty under the free trade agreement. So this is kind of similar to, I remember reading about this NAFTA where a certain percentage of that good had to be made in the um, member countries to qualify for that agreement. Yeah, so that's called a regional value content equation. Uh, and there's quite a few regional value content equations found within Annex 5 of the free trade agreement. Uh, however, most of the rules are simple tariff change rules. That's where you have a component classified under the harmonized system under one HS code is being changed and produced to a finished good that falls underneath another HS code. Once someone has determined that their good is uh, going to qualify under CETA, how would they go about taking advantage of that zero duty rate? Yeah, whether you're importing or exporting a good to the European Union, you want to make sure that you're completing the statement of origin. Uh, it's a little different than what we see currently in the NAFTA agreement where you need to complete a whole certificate of origin, uh, but it essentially uh, is the same thing. Um, it's governed by the free trade agreement, uh, so you can find a sample of the statement and how to complete it, uh, and you really want to make sure that you complete it to its full extent. Uh, Especially on importation into Canada, uh, there's a lot of discussion regarding the REX number. The REX number? Yes. What does that stand for? So the REX number is the registered exporter's number. It, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's similar to the Canadian business number. Uh, it's something that your counterpart in the EU will want to apply for okay. and will become mandatory come 2020. Okay. Um, currently, in order to provide a complete and sufficient statement of origin for goods leaving the European Union to Canada uh, over a 6,000 euro threshold, they need to make sure that they have that REX number. Okay. 
Okay. Great. Yeah, it really can open up problems for your European counterpart uh, during an audit. Okay. Well, that's... That's uh, definitely good to know. Um, and I mean, in this whole process, if people who are listening have questions about CETA, um, they wonder if they are able to take advantage of this agreement that we are now a year into, um, how can Buckland be of assistance? Yeah, like I said, it's imperative that the importing community reach out to the experts, whether that be your customs broker or what have you. Uh, I'd highly recommend reaching out uh, to Buckland's CSA group. Uh, that's a customer service department at CSA group at buckland.com or give them a call 519-631-4944 if you've got questions regarding CETA. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me about CETA. It has certainly given me a lot of uh, really great up-to-date information um, that I found really interesting now that we're a year in and, and we have a chance to look back and see how it's going. Thanks for having me, Jenny. No worries. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Jeffrey Green, for joining us and for sharing your expertise. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, check out buckland.com and click on the learning section across the top of the website. Here you will find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include Incoterms charts, common trade terminology, and many, many more. We also host live monthly webinars, and we invite you to sign up online to secure your spot for an informative presentation followed by a Q&A session. The best way to keep up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter every single Wednesday containing our latest resources, as well as a roundup of the latest trade news delivered straight to your inbox. You can sign up for this newsletter on our website. Simply navigate to the bottom of any of the pages on our site. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to us through our Buckland Contact Us page on our website through Twitter, where our handle is at Buckland Tweets or on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.